Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall Do not stir up my 
Jerusalem, but do not stir up, do not stir up, do not stir up, my love, my love, my love, oh, 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 do not stir up, do not stir up, do not stir up. Of Jerusalem, do not stir up my love until the time. There's a time for love. This is not the time. When it pleases my love, we will share our love. So do not stir up.
Celebration Sunday. We have none other than our pastor and our father. And he has some fresh oil for us. If you're excited as I am, make some Holy Ghost noise. Clap your hands as we welcome to the pulpit Bishop Richard Ayer. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Let us pray. 
Is not a blessing? Are you happy to be in church? Excited to be in church? Are you happy you came? Do you feel like you're in a good place? How many of you feel you're in a bad place? How many of you think you're in a very good place? What about a very, very good place? Oh, what a very, 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 very good place. Then give Jesus a shout of thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Well, I guess we can pray now. Bow your heads and close your eyes. And let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for the blessedness of opportunity to be in your house and to be in your presence to know you, to love you, and to serve you, Lord. Let your will be done amongst us today. Teach us, guide us by your Holy Spirit and through your precious word, which is like milk, honey to us, Lord. Thank you for this great opportunity. May our lives be affected because we came to church today. Thank you for the great blessing. Satan, I curse you. I bind every agent of yours. I stop every activity of yours. In Jesus' name. And thank you, Father, for your power and for the move of your spirit in our midst today. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let your amen be stronger. Beautiful. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Good to see all of you again. I missed one Sunday, isn't it? Was it one? One, but it was too much. Okay. Like they say, feelings are mutual. So, if you miss me, it means that I also missed you. And I'm happy to be back. If you're happy to see me, it means I'm also happy to see you. And I'm glad to be back. Hallelujah. Um, where was I? I was in Korea um, for, for the Church Growth International Conference. Um, powerful and blessed time. It's a place you must visit. You see, you must travel for God and for the things of the ministry and for Christ's sake. Isn't it? Let your travels have more travels for the sake of um, learning more about God and knowing more about God and being exposed to the things of the kingdom of God than to travel to see towers and castles and drinking bars and um, hotels. Your house is nicer than the hotel. Is it not nicer than the hotel? Okay, it shall be nicer than the hotel. Okay. So, in Korea, um, that is, um, that is Pastor Yonggi Cho's church. Yes, that's the largest church in the world. And they were actually celebrating their 60th anniversary. It means that that church started in 1958. Well, 1958, were you born? I also was not born. So that was an amazing thing for me that this church existed before I was born and is still there, growing 
growing, growing. I mean, growing. You should see the hall on the Thursday, Thursday morning. Thursday morning, the service was held at the um, uh, was it Olympic Games that they had a World Cup, World Cup, World Cup Stadium. Yes, World Cup. I think a few years ago was it 2008 or so, or was it? 2002, was it World Cup or Olympics? World Cup, yes. So, so that's where the service was. The service was in the World Cup Stadium. Yeah, World Cup Stadium. Three tiers, one, two, three, like that. So, I happened to get there very early because I wanted to see. You know, you have to get, you have to go to places early to see how things happen. So I was there early. And I saw scattered few people in the stand. And also I was saying to myself, and I was, I was thinking, I didn't say to anybody, I was thinking and saying that, how would this place be filled? I mean, Thursday morning, rainy morning, it was raining, it was pouring. So they give you free raincoats and everything to make you comfortable in the rain. They even gave us free lunch. Yeah, but... <laughs> I was watching it gradually, gradually, gradually. By 11, 11.30, the whole place was filled up. It was, I mean, it was filled up. It wasn't like it was trying to be full. It was full. And the service was from 10 o'clock till 4 p.m. Yes, six hours. Everybody was seated there. Happy Thursday morning, working day. I mean, do you, do you know South Korea? Do you know Seoul? You should know that place. It's not, it's not a village. It's more modern than London. More modern than London, busier than London. Yeah. Serious people going to work in their suits. Um, you you go to Korea, yes, yeah. But you see, because some of them, when you hear of it, especially um, when you haven't traveled much, when you hear of places, you think that oh, it's one of those one of those places where they don't have jobs. No, they are they are more serious than you, and they are more hard working. I mean, they work hard. Well, by the time the service is finished, when you go out, you see people coming out of their workplaces in drones, in drones. So you would wonder, you wonder, who are the people who came to the stadium? The stadium was full, packed to capacity. Pastor Yungicho came to preach around 3.15. What's happening? Is there something wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah. But it was it was a beautiful experience. It was a wonderful experience um, to to have and to be and to see. So I would encourage you to travel for church things, to see more things, to see more things and to deepen your experience and understanding of um, the work of God and the things of God. What do you think? And then from there, 
we flew to Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. Yes, Sydney, Australia. Next time you also come along. Yes. Just be going online and be looking at the the dates and add yourself to it. There's no, you don't need a special invitation. Just add yourself. Just buy a ticket and come. Yes. Say, well, uh, where, where are you going? That's what you saw online. Once it's on- online, it's an open invitation. A lot of people think that it's special. Inv- it's open to everybody. Anybody, any Tom, Dick, and Harry. Harry can also come. Yeah. Do you understand? So we came to Sydney, Australia for uh, a camp. A camp. That was a camp with um, Bishop. And uh, the camp was attempting great things. Attempting great things for God. Not just attempting great things. Attempting great things for God. And um, it was a powerful camp. And uh, a great time. We had a great time. Australia churches doing well. Very, very well. We had people from Fiji, Papua New Guinea, um, Vanuatu. Um, Where else? Tonga. There's a place called Tonga, isn't it? Yes, Tonga, yes. Tonga, yeah. There are a lot of of islands. If you want to take a place for Jesus, you can see me after church. I'll give you an island to go to. If you want to preach, you want to minister, you want to serve God, there are places. Souls are not finished in the world. There are still more souls to be saved. And you'll be happier. You'll be very, very happy. One of my surprises was that uh, almost all the pastors that I met there in all these islands, these places were from London. Yes, because after I was sitting with them, I was having dinner with them. And I realized that to my left and to my right, they all, they're all from here. I'd even forgotten. I thought they were strangers that I was going to meet there, just a couple of you that I knew. But I realized that they were all from here. So you can also, you know, make a move. I'll visit you one day. Visit you one day and we'll eat meat and chat. So it's a blessing uh, see Australia. Australia is working. And uh, the church is growing. And the people are doing well. Amen. Amen. So, today I want to share with you briefly. I've given you enough information on my trips, isn't it? People say that I don't say much when I travel. I still haven't said much. I should say more. What should I say? Pictures. Okay, then that one, I think the pictures are on my phone. I should show it to you. You can see me after the service for pictures. Yes. Yeah. And there are pictures on Facebook too. Yeah, lots of pictures on Facebook. So you can check Facebook. You don't have Facebook? Okay. After church. After church. See Karim. He has Facebook. Okay. Yes. So you see all, all our pictures. Wonderful, nice pictures. What else do you want? That would be okay. A little what? Coffee and cake. He'll add it to it. Yes. Coffee and cake. C and C. We have coffee and cake. It's not a problem. What else would you like? You're fine now. Okay. Anything you like, ask. you get it. Karen, make sure you add coffee and cake, okay? Yes. Is there something wrong with me? <laughs> so, I, I, I want to share with you today 
um, a very nice message, but very important. Um, I'll try as much as possible to be as brief as I can. You say you don't like brief messages. I should, I should talk. Are you sure? Are you serious? Do you mean it? How can we have three chairs in a row empty here? One, two, three. Is there anything special about that? Have you noticed? Sarah, can you see just next to you the chairs? The three chairs in a row that are empty. It just looks a bit spooky. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I want to share with you from one of the chapters that Bishop shared with us at the camp. Wow. Yes. As I was preaching, I said to myself, when I come back, I'm coming to preach this chapter to um, our wonderful people in London. Um, everything, was, everything was about attempting great things for God. And it's important to attempt a great thing for God, to do something great in your lifetime. How many of you would like to do something great for God in your lifetime, in your lifetime, before life is over? You have attempted something great for God. Yes. Is it, don't, don't just, let me tell you something. It's good to applaud others and to sing the praises and speak the praises of others. But don't just stop there where you just clap for others and cheer others on. Also, be constantly looking for an opportunity to do something great. Something significant for God. Try. Try that in your lifetime. You would do perhaps something that you are even afraid of doing. That's, that's what perhaps would be great to you. That I'm afraid of this and the very thing that you are afraid of, try it. Try it. It will be so great to you. It will be so great to you. How many of you have some things that you are, you are scared? You feel, what if I try and it doesn't work? That's the very thing you should try. You will see as soon as you start doing it, you will see the grace of God and the strength of the Holy Spirit will take over. That's when you become great. Try something that, try something that you feel this one, it, I can't, it's not possible. You would, you know, why, why, why am I saying try that type of thing? Because those are the things that will make you depend more on God. You will depend on God. You will count on God. At the end of it, you will say that it's by the grace of God. I couldn't have done this, but by the grace of God. I couldn't have done this. I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have gone here. The first time, when, when um, this church, not first love, the older one, when, when it started, I always remember when it started. It started 25 years ago. Um, I felt like Bishop has brought me to England and dropped me into the deep end of the ocean. Not a pool, the ocean. And he said, swim. He preached two messages. He was with us for two Sundays. Um, first Sunday, he preached about the rich fool, the parable of the rich fool. Second Sunday, he preached on the Lord's Prayer. And then, by Monday or Tuesday, he said, bye-bye. He said, preach. It will work. He said, it will work. It will work. Preach. Eh. 
It was, don't you think it would be scary? It was scary because what if it doesn't work? I mean, what if it doesn't work? But he said it will work. Try. So, we tried. By the grace of God. By the grace of God, we are here. Are you not here? Yes, you're here. You're like, you're like a second generation. Yes, and we are, we are here. It's, 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 like, it's like an attempt to do something for God. And there's something that we are doing is for souls to be saved. Souls to be saved. Say, try something for God. It's not like it's not like wear a nice watch for God or wear nice shoes for God. It's try and save souls for God. Try and get yourself in an activity that souls will be saved. Because that is God's primary vision and primary aim. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Never deviate from, never deviate from this passage. Never ever move, whatever you will do for God, even if you are dancing for God, dance for God so that souls will be saved. Let somebody decide that because of your dancing, I'll come to church again next Sunday. I'll keep coming because there are some people when they are dancing, I just like it. I don't like anything about the church, but just the dancers. Make sure, make sure that whatever you do and whatever you attempt doing will point towards the salvation of souls. That souls will be saved. So, I'm saying that Try and do something for God. Choose, choose, if you like, the difficult things or the things that you are scared of doing. Try that for God. You'll be so happy. You'll be so blessed that you did something for God. When I I sit with these pastors that I met there, I mean, most of them, most of them, if not all of them, were not pastors in England. It means they were ordinary, ordinary boys. Ordinary boys who packed their bags and said that we'll try something for God. I mean, if we take a church in Australia, um, a pastor who started that church, the um, Apostle Peter, he was, he was, uh, first he was my head usher. Then he started, then he went for, to start a branch in a, um, West London. And then we had a camp. I remember that camp where there were 45 of us. The camp with Bishop. The camp was called Double Mega Missionary Camp. And that was, it was held in 1999. And um, Bishop asked after the message, who would like to be a missionary? Who could? A lot of people were talking. Talk, talk. I always remember someone said they'll go to Belarus. I remember them. I know them till today. They will go to Belarus, that they are still in England. So they go to Belarus. They will go to Russia. I go here, yeah, here. Yeah. Talk, 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 talk. But Pastor Peter said, "I'll go. I'll go to Australia." And he packed his things. He packed his things. And he went to Australia. His wife was heavily pregnant. What of you were born in 1999 or 2000? Christmas, is that you? Yeah, stand up so we say you're a real human being. She was, she was in her mother's tummy. When daddy packed his things and went, 
and left his pregnant wife here for this one. This one, yes. This a, can you see that she's a real human being? You can touch her and see that she's human. Touch, touch, poke her, yes. Yes, you should touch. Can you see that she's real? Yes. She was, she was, she was in her mother's tummy. We remember because people were criticizing and talking. Now, why would somebody leave your wife for missions and for this and for that? But what? What? <laughs> you know, everybody makes sacrifices, you know. First Corinthians ten twenty. Let me show you First Corinthians ten twenty. Are you still here? It says, "But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, everybody sacrifices. They sacrifice to devils and not to God. People make sacrifices, but make the sacrifices to devils. People make sacrifices for their lusts and for their feelings and for other things and not for God." People make risks, take risks for evil things and things that don't, don't contribute anything to your Christian life. But people make sacrifices for it. But when it gets to someone making a sacrifice for the things of God, then it's like he's mad and he's crazy. Is she not sitting here today? Is she, is she, is she, has she not been born? She was in her mother's womb. And he went far away Australia. Do you know how far Australia is? Far. Nothing less than 20 hours. Yeah, nothing less than 20 hours. I flew in at eight and a half hours from Sydney to Hong Kong. Then I flew 12 hours from Hong Kong to London. I arrived 4.30 a.m. yesterday. But you see, that sacrifice has paid off. Today's, today's like this. There's a wide door open in that region. Churches in Australia itself, surrounding um, islands, churches, churches, people, human, real human beings, people that I like you, I know and you know, people just like you who had a life here, packed and gone for God, for God. And it's a nice thing to see souls saved because look. If you don't go, who will go? Yeah. I know these chairs are comfortable. But this is not the only country with chairs. Yes. The people that they don't eat, they don't eat beetles or cockroaches. Were you eating beetles? Were you not eating food? You eat what? Kangaroo. <laughs> so you know we, we, we have to you see we have to try try attempt great things for God try something for God don't live and die without doing anything because of God have something on your CV that this one I did it for God I did this one, this great thing. I did it because of God. I did because I believed in God. I believed in him. Not because I want to wear nice clothes or I want to live in a nice house. But I did this one for God. And to be, and to be honest, to be honest, perhaps to the shame of some people, not you, some people, 
Those things that they feel they can have by not sacrificing. Those who seem to have sacrificed rather have it. I don't know how God does it. But when I see them, I see that, ah, but this thing, it's the people that are, are, are working over there. I don't want to mention their names. They, don't, they, are, they are working every day for this thing. Every day, stressing out, stressing themselves out for this. And they don't have it. And you who turned your back on it, how did it meet you? Is is God. That's how God works. So I want to, show, I want to share with you today. Um, are you in a hurry? No. Well, I am in a hurry. <laughs> One of the things that I want us to attempt, a great thing that I think we should attempt for God. Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Wow. And verse 16. Then said he unto him, a certain man, a certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove, to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed, these, and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. And bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the blind and the halt. And the servant said, Lord, it is done. And thou, as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. So here, in um, this wonderful story that Jesus is telling, he's saying that a man attempted a great supper, a great supper, a great supper, attempt a great supper for the Lord. Yes. We used to have, we used to have um, events we call great supper events. That's, that's like when I heard this at the camp, it triggered. I said, no, I, have to, I would like to come and talk to you about this particular um, great thing that you can attempt. Say, a, a, a certain man made a great supper. One of the things you can do for the Lord is a great supper. To prepare, to prepare, to invite a lot of people to come and taste, come and taste and enjoy of the word, the power of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the different levels of word ministration that you have been enjoying in the house of God. What do you do at a supper? Don't you eat? You eat. 
You eat different things, different meals. You eat different things. Different things are served and you eat. You see meat. (laughs) You sit and you feed sumptuously. You eat and you ask for more. You want to eat more. You want to try this. You want to try that. So this person made a great supper. Not a small supper. A great supper. A great supper. And invited many. Bade means invited. Did you know that? He invited many people. See, a great supper event, you don't invite a few people. You don't go for few people. You don't go for just a handful. You invite many people because the supper is great. You see, we have to, we have to transform our church to a place that there's every Sunday is a great, a great supper Sunday. Because, because of the word. The sweetness, the sweetness of what we partake of and what we enjoy. Don't you enjoy church? I was really enjoying church. I was, I was quite disappointed that it's my time to, to also come and um, do what? Because I was very relaxed. Very, very happy. Were you not enjoying church before I came? I felt I was in church. I mean, things were working. Things were nice. I wish she could sing endlessly. I was hoping that she would sing again and they'll call um, dancing stars. They should also come again. I mean, it's like, it's nice. These are the different dishes that are being served. So, if you want to do something great for God, what you would do is that you, you would tell many people, many people that, look, something great, something nice, something pleasant, something sweet is going on in our church. So come and enjoy it. You can't just enjoy something to yourself and, and leave others out. He, he, he organized, he organized a great supper and invited many people. But there's something interesting about this story, which maybe will be the title of my message, which is The Enemies. Of the great supper. The enemies. They are enemies of the great supper. Enemies. You will never be an enemy of God. Try not to be an enemy of God. Try to be God's friend. Are you ready for the enemies? Now. It says here in Luke chapter 14, verse 16 says that a certain man made a great supper and bade many. I think that's very clear to us, isn't it? Then verse 17 says that, and sent his servant. Sent, sent, who, who did he send? Not his chief executive. Not his, um, uh, what do you call those people? Not the, not the big men. 
he sent his servants. Now, the first enemy of the great supper are people in the house of God who do not want to serve. They want to be big men. They want to have titles. They want to occupy the chief places. Like Jesus said to the Pharisees, you like, you like the front rows. Instead of being servants. Without, without a servant, whatever plan this man had, he couldn't, he couldn't execute it. He needed a servant. He needed people with servant attitude. Servant mind. Servant heart. What, what, what is a servant's heart? A servant's, a servant's heart is that I have a master. And my master's desire and my master's wishes is, is the greatest command I can ever have. What my master wants, what my master says is what shall be done. That's a servant. When people don't have servant attitude, they are, they are the ones that have arguments with their leaders. Debates with their pastors. Talking back, resisting, pride, arrogance, won't do, can't go. They are the ones that say it's not possible, it can't be done. We are not ready, we won't do. It means that you don't have servants around you. Any church, happy church, blessed church, growing church, flowing church, it means that they have, they have servants. They're servants. If God wants to do something anywhere, he needs a servant. That's what we call ministers of God. We call them servants of God. Because they are serving God. They are attending to the wishes and the instructions and the vision of God. When someone changes the vision that God has, you cease to be a servant of God. When you change the vision that your leader has, you, change, you, you cease to be a servant of the leader. Because now you have your own agenda. And you will see, you see that in the house of God, people who don't have that servant mind, they keep, they, they keep getting replaced all the time. Because you have to be replaced. Because a leader, somebody who trying to just doesn't need doesn't need um, opposition. You need someone you can send, and the person will go. You need, you see, you need sendable people, sendable, sendable people that people that will give in that this is what God wants us to do. This is what we are doing for God, so we will do it. The wishes, the wishes, the instructions, the vision becomes a priority to you. That this is what we said we are doing. So that's what we are all doing. Without, without that, and that takes a servant's heart to achieve. If ever you chair a meeting or you are, you have a, a meeting, yes, you have a meeting and you have to be explaining yourself, angry all the time. It means one thing. You don't have servants around you. No, no, you don't have servants. You have other other form of creatures. But you don't have servants. I pray that God gives you a servant's heart. A servant's heart. To serve God. To serve God. To serve God. No matter, no matter how hard 
and difficult it is. I pray, I pray, it's my prayer for you. That you'll be the ones that when God finds, God will say, I have found a precious person. I have found a precious person. I have found an obedient person. I have found somebody who will do as I say and will do it as I said he should do it. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that a lot of, a lot of people around today are not serving God. People are doing things for themselves. How many, how many people do you know today, including ministers, who do things, organize things that aim at building a church or saving souls? Maybe you haven't checked, and maybe you shouldn't check. But you'll be, you'll be surprised, you'll be surprised that you'll be surprised that a vast majority only teach and campaign. For riches and for prosperity, and not for the salvation of souls. And it has affected the church, it has affected people. That's how come that's how come servants, people to do things for God are, are becoming fewer and fewer. You may think it's a lot because maybe you go to a church that every time we talk about missions, we talk about this. So you may think that everybody, everybody goes on missions, everybody serves God. No, not so. A lot of people are still, I mean, are still geared towards building my life, building my wealth, establishing myself. God, see you later. And some of it comes from the teachings we hear and from the things we we see. The things we see, the things that are said. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like you, can be, you can be a Christian. You can be a Christian by wearing nice suits. I visited a church once on the front row because I asked them what I was preaching. I asked, on the front row, there was, there was not even one pastor. Reverend Edmund, I'm not exaggerating. There was not, on the front row, Front, I mean, shiny shoes, shiny suits, sleek looking guys occupy the front row. Like, seriously, seriously nice guys on the front row. So, I asked, not one of them was a pastor, no one. But this is what, this is, what is on display in the church. It's like, it's like this, is what, this is how you must be. So, I said to the pastor, be serious. Yeah, yeah, I said to him, I had to say it to him. I said, be serious. Because the whole church is looking at this as an example. This is the, this, I said, this is the poorest example you can ever give to your church. Non-serious, non-performing, non-spirit-filled, spirit-striving to serve God, to go all out for God, to die for God. It's like none of that. I said, if you come to my church, the people, front row people ask, you must be careful to sit on the front row. You must be careful. You must be dead serious. So I asked them, what do they do? And they started mentioning their jobs. Funeral directors and different things. So I kept asking, where are the ministers in the church? Where are the ministers? Where are the people? Where are the people? Where are the people who would die for God? Who give? Who are the people who who are striving, striving to be called pastor? 
pastor is a servant of God. Where, where are they? Who are they? Who are the ones that say, no, we want, we want to be shepherds. We want to serve God. We want to live for God. Who are the people that God can say, hey, you, you, move out of this place. Move and go here. Will it be easy for God? Can God, can God just walk to you and tell them, leave this place and go here? Or it will be like a joke to us. In the servants. You need servants to work for God and to serve God. You need servants. I always sniff out for people who are servants. I sniff out for them. I sniff for people that it's easy for me to work with. Not for people that it's difficult. Debates, I give me one say, go left, you are going right. Because there are people, there are people you tell them left, they'll go right. I've experienced it before. I've experienced not once or twice. I've experienced it a few times. Go this way. They'll go the opposite. The opposite. I mean opposite. And that's what disqualifies you from being a servant. How can two work together except they agree? You can't you can work with someone unless there's some form of agreement. You can't even marry someone unless you approve of the way the person is. One of the ways to discover people's values, values and what they stand for, what they believe in, the team they play for, whose side they are on, is who they marry. It tells you everything about the person. How can you marry such a person? Unless you are like that. Do you understand marriage? Or people don't understand marriage. Yeah. You see, when you see when you see someone's choice for marriage, don't hesitate. Don't even don't even have another meeting or discussion. The person is telling you that you didn't know me. This is who I am. You need a servant. Are you in a hurry now? No. Okay. So then I'll give you the next enemy. Second enemy. Wow. Second enemy are people who give excuses. People who give excuses. These are the people who were giving excuses. Verse 18, and they all with one consent. Began to make excuses. Is it these are the things that prevent a great supper from happening? The excuses. The excuses. The stories. The reasons why not. All of them with one consent. The first came and said, I have bought a piece of ground. I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excuse. This this is a person. This is a person who will say that I have made a commitment. That means that I have to work for it, like a mortgage, debt. You are very young, so I can advise you if you listen. I mean, if you don't listen, it doesn't. It won't change my life. No, it, it will. It will not change me. I, I want to put in that clause. I can advise you at this very young age that avoid debt. Do not owe anyone. I've lived there for at least 25 years. Today is my 25th wedding anniversary. I'm married, I got married 25 years ago. 
No, I'm not saying for you to clap. I'm just making a point. Relax. I, I want to make my point. What I'm saying to you is that I've been here for 25 years. At least, at least 25 years. If today is 25 years since I got married. Then it means that at least for 25 years I've been working on the streets of London. There is nobody. There's nobody. There's no human being. No bank. No... um, Gas, electricity, telephone company. No shoe shop. No council. Let me cut the list short. That will say that I owe them. There's nobody. There's nobody. There's nobody. Someone says, so how, how, have, how, have you, how have you done that? 25 years ago, 25 years ago, my pastor, my pastor told me, never borrow. I didn't even know why. I didn't even, I didn't even understand what he was talking about. I just said, okay, I won't borrow. Anything, anything that I therefore have, it means I genuinely have it. It's for me. Do you understand? It means that as I'm walking around, if I, if I find... 10 pounds on the ground, 10 pounds, and I pick it up on the street. And I pick it up and I look around. I can't see the owner anywhere. (laughs) And I fold that 10 pounds and put it in my pocket. I have genuinely become 10 pounds richer. There is no claim on it. Genuinely. 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 There are many people, if they find temper, if you, if you bless them. <laughs> there are people, there are people, if I, even, even if I bless, I bless you with thousand pounds today, I give you thousand pounds, receive thousand pounds. If I bless them with thousand pounds today, there's a crocodile. Or to use a biblical term, a devourer. There's a devourer somewhere. With his mouth wider. The thousand pounds is going straight into the stomach of the devourer. Even you as a person, what do you do with a, a thousand pounds? It's like, oh, I had certain things and I've saw certain things with it. <laughs> but it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Of refusing to live. By what you can afford and what you can have. And despising, despising wisdom, wisdom that can take you higher, can bless you. 2000, 2003, it was 2003. How many years ago? 15 years ago. 15 years ago. In case you have doubts or you wonder so, Fifteen years ago, fifteen years ago, I'm, I'm just telling you, fifteen years ago was when we spent over a million pounds to buy a building in Nanhead. Fifteen years ago, not last year. Fifteen years ago. 
But since you joined the church, have you, have you heard us teaching on how to be a successful entrepreneur? How to be a millionaire? 15 years ago. So in case you don't, in case you don't know us, and you want to talk about people who have millions, it's, it happened 15 years ago. So if I'm sharing with you how, how we even got to where we are and you still have despisement in your heart, with your pennies. <laughs> because look, if there's anything that will stop you from serving God, if there's any demon, devil that can stop you from serving God, it's death. It's death. Oh yes, I like to go on missions. I like to serve. I say, okay, go. There's a bank manager sitting somewhere that just said that. You know what? You can't go. You have to give. You have to give me forty-seven ninety-eight every month. Every month he has to come. If I go, you want to go on missions? Go. Pack your things and go. You will. That's when you will discover that there's a rope to your leg. You can go as far as the pulpit. In your next leg, your next step, you feel. Oh. When you turn around, you see HSBC Madison. Hello, where are you going? So you see, at an early age, avoid it, so you can be free like a bird, free like a bird to serve God, free to serve God, free to live for God, free to preach for God, free, free, free. Do things because there are things that are hooked onto their feet. Because yeah. like you can't go, like you can't go. You can, you see, it's, and they are like devils. We see, look at you. You can't go. <laughs> you can't. It's like you can't. You can't. So he said, he said "Look, I said, look, somebody is inviting you for dinner. Great supper, dinner." There's food, steak. Different meats. And then look at what he said. He said, What? I have bought a piece of ground. Who go if you have bought land, who inspects their land in the evening? Who inspects land in the evenings? That's when you see non-achievers, they always say, yes, uh, yes, we'll do, yes, we're in the flow. But never able to do it. Never able. Never able because of these stories. I've bought a piece of land. I have this, you know, I have bills. I have things to pay. Things to sort out. I have certain things, certain things to sort out. Certain things. You know, there's, al- there's always a season to acquire some things. Hey, there's always a season. There's always a time. As the Bible says, do not make haste to be rich. He that maketh haste to be rich has an evil eye. Because you start cutting corners. Yeah. 
I mean, you can. You, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't be rich when you are young. You can be. You will be rich as a young person. But what I'm explaining to you is that the speed at arriving at that point shouldn't be against the rules and against the laws. Give me the next verse. So we can see the next person there. Another person said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. He set up a business. He set up a business. A business that a business that can help him to serve God. Before it gets too late, get into God first. And let every other thing come out of your life. Get into God early. Be serious with God. Be serious with God early. Be very, very serious with God. Before the other things of life come in Adam. If you put the other things in first. Even to disentangle yourself. It can be complex. It is possible but it is complex. It is complex. That's some of us it's very difficult to come out of some relationships. It's not easy. You want to come out, but the, the, when you think of the things that you see, you start talking, the investment you have made. Investment. How old are you? 24 years. And how, what investment have you made into what relationship? When did you start investing? And what type of investment? May you escape every evil investment. I've invested. I've put in so much. You see, even if this is now you start fighting for something that is obvious that don't fight for it. But because of the investment, it's like I must have, I must have this relationship, keep this relationship, no matter what it takes. The person is proving to you that look, I don't like you, I don't want you, I'll harm you, I'll hate you. It's not going to end well, but it's an investment. Investment. Some of the jobs, you know, you don't even have time to serve God. Because you've got to keep up with so many things. And those things are like your dream. It's like it's your dream. It's like God is not your dream. Pleasing God is not your dream. Your dream, your dream is, your dream, your dream is to, is to mention some places that you work at. My dream has always been to serve God. It's always been my dream. My topmost dream. That I'm serving God. I'm working for God. I can mention places that I've worked at for you. If you're interested. I can mention. You hardly ever may hear me mentioning some of the places. Not because, not because I don't respect or wasn't good. But I have, I have genuinely forgotten because it wasn't my dream place. It wasn't my dream place. I'll rather mention to you that I, I was at Yoido Full Gospel Church. The largest church in the world. These are the things that excite me. These are the things that excite me. And when, when you care to know where I've worked, then I'll mention, I'll mention the minor jobs to you. I'll tell you that, oh, I did cleaning here. Because it's true, I've done cleaning before. I did cleaning for three weeks. Yes, I did cleaning before. 
worked for three weeks cleaning. And I liked it because I earned 250 pounds a week. Yeah. Back in the day. Before you were born. 250 a week. And I did, under three weeks, I did two Saturdays. So that gave me a check of 480. Some of you are looking at me with great interest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we're here, right here in London. 250 a week. If I, if I had survived for one month, I would have been a cool 1,000. So I did one 250 and two 480s. Yes. That's the Saturdays. I don't know where those people got their money from. They were just throwing money at us. Yeah. But it wasn't my, my, it wasn't my aim. It wasn't, it wasn't the, that means like, where do you work? It wasn't my aim. It wasn't my dream. My dream was to serve God. I want to be asked, what do you do? I'm a minister. I'm a servant of God. Minister means servant. I'm a servant of God. I'm working for God's face. God is, God is my main, my main dream is God. Ah. Serve God with your life, okay? Give your, how many of you are going to give your life to God? And organize great suppers for God. Great suppers. Meaningful things. I mean, you gave your life to Johnny. How did it end? I mean, how has it ended when you gave it to Johnny? What about Mabel? You gave your life to Mabel. What did Mabel do with your life? What about Sheila? about Peter Lava when you gave your life to Peter Peter was your life I mean your dream living for Peter anything he asked you you gave to him you gave him your paycheck you paid for his his, his, his what anything about him you, those are the investments I'm sure as Marcella was singing, you were thinking about yourself. As you said, it's a breakup of my relationship. You, you, you wish you could stand up and tell her that who told you, who told you about me? Yes. But you were here when we were preaching. We've been preaching for a while. Even some of you are even close enough to even hear, hear the instruction, don't do it. This is I've stopped telling people don't do. When they do, I say powerful. I say powerful. No, because why? Because I've discovered those who will listen. And I don't I don't want people to become disobedient children. So I say powerful. When you discover your for yourself, I'm here. I'll hug you. Have you seen have you seen this arm? It will always really see you. Have you seen this belly? You can always come and put your head on it and cry. I can make it even bigger and softer for you. 
was out of my zeal. My zeal and passion and care and love for people. Uh, there, there are people that even the relationship, my relationship with them is no longer normal. The only reason is that they are disobedient and rebellious. That's all. It's not normal again. Nice relationship, but it's sport. It's not sport, but it's not the same. Yeah, because of disobedience. Because I'm more stubborn than you. You understand stubborn? I'm stronger in my convictions. I know why I say what I say. I'm stronger in it. So it's not like, I'll, oh, is you okay? I understand. No. That's why I don't say much to. Generally, I don't say too general. But the people, there are people who are like, this one is like a son. This one is like a daughter. Because I have children, so I know what it is like to have a child. To have a child that listens to you, a child who will do what you say. I know what it is like. And I know what it is like to, to have funds. People will just give you funds. Yes. People will treat you like, um, what's his name? Justin, Justin B. People will just scream at your presence like they've seen Michael Jackson. It doesn't mean they like you. It doesn't, it doesn't, do you think Michael Jackson fans, do you think if he tells them everything, if he gives them a do you think they will do it? If they go and have your bath and come, do you think they will go and have their bath? They will tell them that little sing, look, sing, just sing. Anyway, this guy says that we have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. Verse 20. We are closing. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Hey! Married a wife. Well, it might interest you to know that wrong relationships can affect your service to God. Wrong relationships. You will never enter into the wrong relationship. Amen. You see, in this church, you hear so much about relationships that you must be a bit slow to do the wrong thing. Yeah. They've married a wife. Choose the right wife. Choose the right one. Hey, Mr. Bishop, how can I know the right one? Come and ask. Come and ask. Come and talk. Come and discuss. And believe what you are told. Yeah, you just have to believe. Don't discover it for yourself. Come and ask. I'll show you that. Oh, this one is good. This one is not good. This one is not good at all. And then also, and then also, most most of the time, most of the people, not that they are bad, but they are not ready for marriage. They are not ready. You need to give them a bit of time to cook well. To cook well. They still have, they still have the worldly traits and the worldly demons and the, the devils. They still have some with them. The, the, the devils are packing out one by one, but they haven't left. So now when you marry, you're going to join yourself into that party. Instead of enjoying, now you have to fight the few devils left. So you just have to take your time. Take your time. 
for all the devils to pack out. And then because the devils say that they will return. So you have to wait after they've gone and you see the person alive and well. You have to still give yourself time and check. Are they coming back? Will he let them back? Even say I like you. And do you know? Do you know my strong, my strongest point is that this church is like four years old. This one, and you didn't start with us. So how can you say you know the person? You just came. You just came at Christmas. <laughs> is it because? Listen to me. Uh, you laugh, but listen. <laughs> is it there are some problems or even sicknesses that don't appear immediately? You need to be with the person for a while through different seasons and different times before you even discover that oh, this, this, this beautiful girl has a problem. But you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Before I realize you have just taken somebody engaged. Married. Now, now the sweet experience of marriage has turned into the battlefield. All your prayer. Now you've become very prayerful. Not because you are praying for souls to be won or for the house of God to be full, but your all your prayers is centered towards Lord. Save me from this person. Save me from this trouble. There are hidden problems. There are problems you can't see from hairstyle. Ah. You won't see. You won't see because of the type of hair the person wears. You need time. Pace yourself. Pace yourself so that you don't you don't pick you don't pick the wrong berry. Hmm? No, that's what he says. He said he said I cannot come. I cannot come. I can't come for any evangelism. I can't come for any rehearsal. I can't come for any church work. I cannot come. Why? I've married a wife. I've married a wife. I've married a wife or I've married a husband. This was I've married a wife. I've married a wife. Is it, Bishop, are you serious that because of a wife you can't serve God? I'm telling you. I am telling you. I am telling you. Trust me. Because of a wife, you will not be able to serve God. You will not be. You won't. You won't go. You won't go anywhere. You say you are going on mission. You won't go anywhere. Your, your mission will be to the O2 outreach. You go to O2 or Westfield to go and do outreach. That's as far as that's as far as you can go. Huh. Mr. Bishop, are you really serious? But I'm the head of the house. You haven't seen heads that have become knees. 
Have you heard of the saying, every knee shall bow? Yes. That's why I chose the knee. <laughs> he's, ba- he's bowing in the house. He's bowing. He's bowing. Watch carefully before you choose. Those of you who have been chosen already. Those of you who have chosen already, stay in it, okay? But uh, why are you laughing? Why should I tell should I tell them to leave? No, you can't leave. What I'm saying is that you can't leave. No, so long as I remain your pastor, you can't leave. If you want to leave, you might have to leave the church. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't let you leave. I will counsel you. I will give you strategies how to survive. Yeah. No, no, no. I will teach you how to survive. I will tell you, no, stay. I will give you seven steps to survival in the jungle. Yeah. I will show you that you can stay. It would have been better without it, but it's too late, so stay. But those of you haven't gone yet, don't make random decisions and hasty decisions because it can affect your love for God and your service to God. It can affect it. There are, look, one, one lady said to me, she said to me, she said to me one, one early morning, I don't know what she was thinking about, that she sent me a message that she, she, would, she would never want to marry a, a, a missionary. This is, this is what is in her. If I'm a male, a Christian male, and I want to go on missions, I'll never marry such a person. I'm telling you, even if she tells me, even if she writes 1,700 lines. I've changed my mind. I would not like to go on missions. I've changed my mind. I would not like, do you understand? 700 times. I will never marry her. Never. She writes it to me 1,700 times. She writes 2,500. I have changed my mind. I will now like to marry a missionary. I have changed my mind. She writes it 2,000 times. Did I say 2,500 times. It's too high a risk. I won't take that risk. I will not advise you to take such a risk. But you see, some of us, you see some of us are, and understandably, our understanding of ministry and God is quite low. It's below average. That's why you gamble. That's why what I'm saying looks strange to you. But you see, Loving God, serving God, it's your life. It's, it's my life. It's taking me my lifetime. It's my life. It's my everything. I can't race, I can't race with some uh, London loving girl by my side. Someone with other ideas and other visions of life. No, no, you can't make such a risk if you want to serve God. Look, those of you who want to serve God seriously, be serious. Be dead serious about it. Be very, very, be, be dead serious. Don't, do 
don't gamble, don't play games with it. Don't follow someone's beauty. And say, oh, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. What about your, your, your life? If you marry such a person, you will demonize her. You make her appear like an enemy of the cross. So advise her to marry a plumber or an electrician or a school teacher. Not a missionary. Not a ministry-minded person. You don't choose such a person. Both of you will not be happy. She will not be happy. You also won't be happy. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? You won't be happy. You want to go here? She says, we can't go. You want to say, oh, we get it. Everything will be a fight and a battle. Coupled with depression. Depression. The person has become moody and depressed on you. And that's the choice you've made. Whilst you are, whilst you are carrying a, a cross... Cross on one side, there's another human being on the other side that you are carrying. Everybody is carrying one cross. You are carrying two things. There. I have married a wife. I've seen people change after marriage. They change. They can't serve God again. They develop all kinds of things. They are not, they are not married to unbelievers. They are married to Christians. But they change. And I sit in my chair too and I laugh. Yeah, yeah, I laugh. I smile. I smile at it. Because I can see plain there. I can see plain. You don't have to say anything to me. You don't have to say anything. We can see. We can see and we can understand. I can see, I can see you dancing. Don't you see me dancing? We dancing like a lamb. Because we see you dancing. <laughs> I don't see a head batting the air. When we see you dancing, <laughs> we see you dancing all the time. Now we are singing a nice song. Nice song. Everybody is standing and they see you are sitting there. You see, the question is if you like, what weight is on you? It's an invisible weight. Because we see you. When you see me dancing, we dancing like a. <laughs> How can suddenly you can't you can't dance like when you're dancing like a dancing like a mirror? Why can't you dance again? <laughs> that's my version. That's my version. When you see me dancing, I'm dancing like a mirror. You shall dance all your life. Nothing shall be a weight upon you. Married a wife. Some of you, when you even beloved, those things, you even see early signs. And that's why you must break up. Early, she starts accusing you. You are with her. Promise her everything, but she still says you like somebody. The first day, 
listen to me, listen to me. I'm about to close off. The first day your beloved or whoever you have tells you that you like somebody instead of a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the reason why you will laugh and say, oh, Bishop, I didn't think she was serious. It's because you don't understand what you're about to get into. You, you, don't understand, you don't understand that type of sickness. It's a serious sickness. You like somebody when I am with you all the time. Talk to you. Or say, you, you always say that that person is like, it's like, it's like we are two, but now we've become three. Somebody has introduced a third person into the relationship. Now, even when you meet that other lady, you can't even talk to her. You can't even be normal. Because you've been told you like her. No. It's a, ser- it's, a ser- it's a serious condition that people have. We have a mild or whatever English word for it. Say, she's accusing me or insecure. It's a mental illness. It's a milder form of mental illness. That if you're going to remain married for another 70 years, it's going to get worse. And then you're a pastor. And a lot more ladies come for counseling and seek attention than guys. You'll be seen with ladies all the time. Not, not, not necessarily that ladies have more problems. Maybe they do, I don't know. <laughs> but ladies seem to come to come more for counseling. That lady, that girl cannot handle it. If she's your wife, she can't. She can't handle you talking to people all the time, especially other ladies. And then the ones that they classify as more beautiful than them. Because ladies have things they choose. I don't know what they choose. Either they choose hair or leg or eyes. They just choose a part of somebody and say, you like this person. Only because he hasn't got it. So he just chooses it. The ones that she doesn't find beautiful enough, you see, she's comfortable. Yes. Yeah. They're always comfortable with the ones that, and you see, the ones that in their mind, in their mind, is not beautiful enough. They're okay with the person. As soon as they see somebody, either, I don't know what they use, smaller waist, more hair, lighter, darker. I mean, I actually, I actually don't know what they use to determine. Then immediately, see somebody has been picked. You like it. You will not sleep over that. You, you, you won't sleep, you won't sleep, you won't sleep over you like somebody. You shall be reminded every day. Don't think I'm joking. Don't think I'm joking. Don't think I'm joking. It kills off your ministry. It kills it off. Look, if she says it once, once, don't even ask her, what did you say? Let your response be, I have changed my mind. It's okay. I'm sorry. We can't. That, that is, if you're, if you're a serious Christian brother, if you really want to serve, you want to be a minister, you want to be part of the, 
great supper. Those are the ones I'm talking to. No, if you're a normal Christian, I mean, you want to uh, be in the bank or be in a carpenter, it doesn't affect anything. It doesn't affect any bank work. You'll be okay. I mean, if you're not happy at home, just work longer hours. If you're a, te- if you're a teacher, just, just, just decide to prepare your notes for the rest of the term. Just don't come home early. Check. By now, is she asleep? Is she slept down? Then you come. But I'm talking about ministry. Ministry. You can't. They are not compatible. That's what I'm saying. If, some, that, if that lady writes to me 3,000 lines of the same thing. No. Because I take your missions one day and you're going to have your bath and there's a frog in the bath. Not a missionary who said that his first, he was the first place he arrived at, there were frogs in the bath. He said different types of frogs. But you should see, you should see the size of his mission. You should see souls, souls that are saved now. Hundreds of souls that are saved in that place now. Compared to a frog. You just need one, one normal thing that people anywhere in the world don't have. And that person who has said, I don't like this thing, will blame it on that. But this is why, this is why I never had me. This is why I never went on mission. This is why. This is why. Someone's child was going on mission somewhere, and the parents said, That place is not safe. So I asked, Is London safe? <laughs> is London safe? Young people don't die in London, you see. Young people don't die in London. It's only when you go out that you can die. Young people do not die in London. From January 2018 to May 2018, more people have been killed in London than New York. Mission is not safe. You are sitting in your council flat in London. You said uh, mission is not safe. Is London safe? Where, where? Where in London is safe? Where? When you see me dancing, I'm dancing like a river. Be careful who you marry if you want to serve God. Be very, 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 extremely careful about it. I'll hide that from you. Extremely careful. Marriages terminate ministries. It discolors ministries. I know great men of God whose ministries, their ministry is not the same again. After they had a few bumps in marriage. It's not, they are not the same. They are ministering, they are preaching, but if you look carefully, so the person is not the same again. Because he married a wife. It's not the same. Even when they preached, I'm not, I can't say too much because we, the whole world is watching. <laughs> places that places that they didn't use to preach, and now they preach there. 
They couldn't before. They couldn't because there are certain rooms that can't hold the crowds they attract. But a touch of marriage. Touch is no. Just a little scratch. The business ministry is different. It's different. Totally different. If you're a serious brother, be serious. Be very, very, very serious. On who you take and who you choose. Don't go by these, some of the pretty faces. Know them well. Know them well. Know them well. Know them, know the person very well. Before you even smile at the person. I'm happy you laugh, but I'm very serious. Well, I say before you smile, I'm serious. Before you smile. Before you start entertaining the person. Know the person very well. I think this was the last... The storyteller, isn't it? What's verse 21? Is there one more? No, that's it. It's finished. So it means my message is also finished. So, great supper. How am I ever going to do great things for God? All, the, all these enemies, you have to overcome them. To be able to do a great, to have a great supper. So you see, the man was determined, he was determined to overcome all these people. When the excuse comes, so say, okay, go out, go out again and look for, go into this area. They'll go again. There's still room. Say, go out again. And now he said, compel them. There are things to overcome. To serve God and to serve God well. If you can't overcome the wife you've married, you can't serve God. You can't overcome these debts and these things that the world and the systems are throwing at you. Because they look attractive. They look attractive, eh? They look very attractive, isn't it? The office. The office. When you watch the tell you see the advert of a car. You can own this. You can own this for just 149 a month. Then you calculate how much you and say, Oh, but I can live without 149. It wouldn't do anything to me. Wouldn't do anything to me. 149. Then you see a shiny car comes. first car, I bought it for 230 pounds. I bought the second one for 580. I bought my wife's first car for 70 pounds. I bought it for, it was a red car, 70 pounds. I bought it for my boss. So I sort of twisted her her arm a bit. Because it was a car that she was using. And she was just chatting with me in the office and said, she said, I don't know why she said, Richard, I want to get rid of my car. I'm getting this one. I said, oh, do you really want to get rid of it? I said, my wife is just about to pass a test or has passed a test. Can I have it? Then she said, how much will I offer for it? If you to be me, how much will you say? A car that has no price. <laughs> a car that has no price. That's what I was telling you. You thought I've gone to buy an old car for it. No, 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 no. It was my boss's car. The car she was using to work every day. Is that how much will I give? I said. I said, will you? I said, I said, I have seventy. And she said, okay. 
It was as simple as that. There was no haggling or anything. I said, 70. Will you take 70 for it? When she said, okay, you know, my human self said, oh, I should have said 40. So she took, the, she took the 70. And I drove the car home. Said to my wife, hey, I got your car. <laughs> Don't ask me about the price. I've got your car. <laughs> I've brought your car home. May your husband buy you a car. When you see me dancing, I'm dancing like a river. <laughs> We're finished. Stand to your feet. Today is a special Sunday, so no rush to go anywhere. We are aware of the time and everything. It's just, a, it's just a happy day. It's a happy day. We are celebrating the birthday of our pastor. We are happy. Yeah, we are happy that we had a pastor, that God gave us a pastor. Anything that God gives you, celebrate that thing. Another thing. God gave you parents. Honor your parents. Even if they are mad. Even if they are drug addicts. Respect them. I'm telling you, respect them. Even if your father has seven wives, respect him. Yes. Always, always learn to respect gifts that God has given to you. Because it will be well with you. It will be well with you. That's the, that's the immediate effect. It will be well with you. It will be well with you. Don't tell, don't, don't tell the whole world about your father's problems or your mother's problems. Don't tell the whole world. That's dishonoring. If you need help, you talk to a pastor. A pastor. A pastor that you trust and you are comfortable with. Tell the pastor to pray with you, to talk to you. Don't tell your not about your friends. Um, daddy's like this, mom does. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Do not do that. Because it amounts to dishonoring. And there's no blessing in dishonoring. Bible says love covers all sins. When you love someone, you cover them. And especially people that you must honor, cover them. Shem and Japheth covered the nakedness of their drunk father. And what was the other boy's name? Ham. Ham went to tell the whole world that daddy is drunk. He was cursed till today. Still today, his you see his descendants, the dark faces and the dark skin. You should see them. Any city, any country you go to, drive through the city. When you get to an area, you say, "Oh, Ham's descendants are here." 
And then you see where Japheth's descendants also live. They're always different. The atmosphere is always different. When you enter this zone, you say, ah, Ham's people are here. Anywhere in the world, anywhere, when you enter, you immediately know that, ah, this is where Ham, Ham's uh, descendants, they are here. This area must be for Ham's descendants. Shem's descendants are also there. They are very religious. His blessing was, blessed be the God of Shem. Blessed be the God of Shem. They would die for their God. Ah, they will swear by heaven and earth. They will kill you for their God. They will kill you in the, they will do wicked and evil in the name of their God. Hashem. Japheth is the rich, prospering. Ham. Hey. See graffiti, you know that ham is here. all a result of this Anna. Anna and this army. A church that honors its pastor is a blessed church. Yes. A child that honors the father is a blessed child. Yeah. So today we are reaping from the evils of this army. You shall escape it. You shall escape it. Just pray for yourself for two seconds. Say, Lord, I want to be your servant. I want to be your servant. I want to serve you. I feel, I feel we should make that prayer today. Make that prayer. That, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to be your servant. Make me your servant. Make me your servant. Make me your servant. Make me your servant, Lord. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. Make me your servant. Make me your servant. Make me, make me your servant. Make me, Lord. Make me a servant. I want to go where you say go. I want to preach what you say preach, Lord. Make me that person. Make me that person that is called a servant of God. 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 Thou not serve anything in this life, anything in my world, but you are God. You are God. You are Lord. You are Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We want to be servants. We want to be servants of yours, Lord. Ministers of our Lord and our God and our King. Servants of God, Lord. This is the label we want to carry. We pray, Lord, give us the chance to be called servants of God. Servants of God. Give us that chance to serve you and to live for you. That your instructions, your desires, your wishes, oh God, will be commandments to us. That what you want, Lord, is what we will do. Where you want us to go is where we will go. Send us and we will go, Lord. Send us and we will go. We want to be your servants. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Make me a servant of yours, Lord.
In the name of Jesus. Now I want to pray with you. If you're here, while every eye is still closed, every head is bowed, we're still in prayer. Very important time. I want to pray with you. Someone invited you to church today, or you've been coming to church, but deep in your heart, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus in my life, and I need Jesus in my heart. If you're here like that, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to serve Jesus. I want to serve God. I want to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You're that person that says, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. Just your right hand. God bless you. Lift up high so I can see you. Lift it up high. Lift up high. I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. God bless you. I can see the hand. God bless you. I need Jesus. I need God. Your right hand. Just your right hand. Keep it up. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor. I need Jesus. I want Jesus. I want to serve God. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to follow God. I want to be a servant of God. I want to be a child of God. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat and come. Just come. I Even if you didn't lift up your hand. And you want to come, you can come, join them. Join them as they come. Come. Come all the way. All of you that lifted up your hands, come. Come and join us here at the front. Come. Come to Jesus. Come, I'm waiting for you. Father, I pray for all these ones that have made this bold step 
to come to you today. Establish them in your house. Establish them in your kingdom. Bless them in this new life. Send angels to keep them and to protect them from every attack, every arsenal of the enemy, Lord. Keep them, protect them from it, Lord. May their lives be blessed. May they be deeply planted in your house and in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Congratulations. God bless you. Clap for them. Communion. Do you have communion today? Communion. Brother, sister. Brother, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun. In the spirit we are young and will live forever. Sons of God, hear his holy word. Gather round the table of the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood. opportunity to eat the Lord's body and to drink his blood Lord. Let this bring healing. Healing to our minds. Healing to our bodies. Healing to our souls. Let this bring strength to us Lord. May every blindness physical blindness spiritual blindness be healed today. By the drinking of the blood of Jesus. Father, by the power in the blood, Lord. Let there be miracles in our lives. Let the enemy be drowned out of our lives. Let the enemy be displaced from our lives, Lord. Long-standing devils are rebuked today. Long-standing evil spirits are rebuked today. Thank you, Lord. Heal us, O God, that we may be healed. Heal us from our fears, Lord. Heal us from our insecurities, Lord. Heal us, O God, from every mindset that brings fear to us, Lord. Heal us, O God. And grant us the spirit of boldness once again. Thank you for strength that comes into us. I bless every bread and I bless every cup and every drink here and I declare it is the Lord's body and it is the Lord's blood in Jesus name
body of Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Thank you for the great work that you have done in our lives. Through that great sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Thank you for your great work that has happened in our lives today. The purpose for which Christ died. Thank you that it's been fulfilled in every soul here today, Lord healing, strength recovering ability overcoming ability diseases being healed evil spirits being displaced thank you Lord that it has happened receive the grace of favor receive the spirit of favor where you have been rejected you shall be accepted every good place you have desired to stand in Receive favor. Receive favor. Receive favor. Receive favor from authorities. Receive favor from parents. Receive favor from lecturers. Receive favor from examiners. Receive favor today. Receive favor. You shall be favored. You shall be blessed. And you shall prosper. I pray the grace of prosperity to rest upon you may you not lack any good thing may you not lack any good job may you receive the power to prosper and the power to do well be favored be blessed prosper 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 flourish do well excel do well you will do well Jesus name Amen God bless you and take your seats We hope that you've been blessed by this message For more information follow us on social media Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram Have a blessed week is risen upon